0: I wanted to let you all know that I will be at the Beyond Monumental Marathon the weekend of, well, the race is Saturday, October 28th. I will be at the Expo. I will be at the race at the finish line and start line. And then I will also be at the Richmond Marathon, the Allianz Partners Richmond Marathon. That is Saturday, November 11th. I'll be at the Expo on Friday, November 10th, and the race at the finish line and start line, I'm saying that backwards, on Saturday, November 11th. I hope to see you at either of those races. Pop over to me at the expo, say hello, find me at the finish line. I would love to say hi. And that should be capping off my fall schedule for fall marathons. So I hope to see many friendly faces there. This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Erin Azar. Erin is known as Mrs. Space Cadet on TikTok and Instagram, and her videos blew up and went viral during the pandemic when she decided she wanted to start running. She's run three marathons, and her first marathon was a virtual marathon. She also ran New York City in 2021, Chicago in 2022. Erin has three kids. She has her own podcast called Non-Members Only. She's hysterical, and she also is the official USATF hype woman. She calls herself a pro struggle runner. I'm sure that many of you have seen her videos on Instagram or TikTok. Maybe you saw her on the Today Show after the New York City Marathon in 2021. This conversation with Erin was super fun, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. All right, friends, this episode is supported by Life Stacks MCT. This is the most nourishing thing to add to your morning coffee. It's a delicious MCT creamer packed with functional, science-backed adaptogens that deliver smooth, long-lasting energy. It cuts through fatigue and boosts mood and vitality, especially when training hard. I like to use it for focus on my interviews. I will... Have a cup of coffee with Lifestacks right before an interview, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. As athletes, we are all super careful about what we put in our bodies, and Lifestacks MCT has the highest quality standards. They're manufactured in the United States in a GMP and NSF certified facility to ensure purity, potency, and safety. Alright, they have chocolate, vanilla, and hazelnut. My favorite is the vanilla, and you can say 15%. So just go to Amazon and use the code LINDSAY15 at checkout and that'll save you 15%. Again, that's Lifestacks MCT. Use the code LINDSAY15 for 15% off. All right, friends. Today on the podcast, we have Aaron Azar on the show. Welcome to the show, Aaron.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: Wait a second. What? Your name. Look at the screen. It's like pee-pee-poo-poo-doo-doo. Oh, did you do that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I thought I accidentally did that when we were I troubleshooting. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, it's not Aaron Azar.
1: It's not Aaron Azar. I'm actually pee-pee-poo-poo-doo-doo because I am a five-year-old. So. Oh, so good. Um, Fun fact about that is on our podcast there something went wrong because we also use Riverside by the way Okay. so this name was already in there and I just left it because I'm like oh Lindsay might think it's funny but <laughs> um, so my co-host Mike had to deal he had to do the troubleshooting through the chat with the like support person uh-huh. and they were like okay we need to know the <laughs> name and this little ID like number and so he had to put pee pee poo poo shoo. too <laughs> uh, to send to this person so I just thought that was really funny you gotta leave
0: it it's like yeah. it's gotta be what what happens though when you're on <laughs> river sending you interview someone like super important or famous so you're like sorry it's just who I am
1: oh well I because I don't do that so okay. I don't have to worry about it
0: <laughs> but I did see that you interviewed Bobby Gibb on the Red Bull podcast so like oh, you okay. do interview people
1: wait let me be clear I did not do this for the Red Bull podcast Okay. This was, this was, um, after that.
0: Okay. This was your non-members only podcast. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, so there's so many places we could go here. So for those listening, Mrs. Space Cadet. Um, this is Aaron who we're talking to. Am I like the last running podcast you've been on? You've been on all of them. What, like, are you like, what's going on? L- Lindsay's finally having me on here.
1: No, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's the last one actually. Okay. Um, And I, I did take a break from being on podcasts for a while because, and I was actually looking at, I had to go back, you know, tax stuff and like fact check yourself. But I, so I had to go back to my last year's calendar And I was like, how did I survive? Oh, my God. I said yes to everything and like every meeting, every podcast, every anything. And so every day I had so many things, whereas this year I'm like trying to be either more selective or just like more mindful about when I do things like, oh, could we push this You know, instead of doing it right now, could we schedule it for next week or something? So I have more of a balance now whereas last year, I think I, I must have been crazy. I don't know what I was doing. I got burnout.
0: Okay. So I probably would have got a yes last year, but I would have just been contributing to your burnout. (laughs)
1: Probably. (laughs) Because I
0: remember like multiple people over the years have been like, you have to have her on, you have to have her on. And I'm like, I feel like everybody else is having her on. So I'm going to wait a little bit and see what ha- goes on here. And then we're going to do it.
1: You know, I think that's smart though, because if I, you know, like last year or the year before, you're, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm different every year. Oh like, yeah. Um, it's like, you're a different person. The different you've interview. Had, yeah. And you've had uh different life experiences and stuff. So like. The first round of interviews I was on, the first year, I'm like, I literally don't understand why I'm even on here. This is so (laughs) weird, but I guess I'll (laughs) tell you about why I started running. And then the next year, I could talk about, like, yes, I ran New York City Marathon. And then I feel like last year, I wasn't really on many. And this year, it's like, holy crap, so much has happened. So I feel like this is a good, it's a good uh. You know, it's a good. uh, I love that.
0: (laughs) Speaking of that, you were just in Budapest. Yes. Whoa. I mean, whoa. Let's just start with that. The fact that you started filming yourself on TikTok, you blow up, you have all these viral videos Mm -hmm. and then you're like in three years, I'm going to be the hype woman for USATF and I'm going to be going to Budapest for the world championships. Did you even know Uh, anything about world championships
1: and running? No, what's crazy is when I started those videos, I was hoping to, because like from what I knew about TikTok at the time, it was like, you cannot grow on there unless you're like 15 years old. um, You have like perfect looking everything Mm -hmm. and you live in a really cool place. Yep. For me, I was posting on there, I'm like, I'm going to find some other moms that are just like having a hard time making like a life change, you know, because mm. I, I did hear that like it connects you. The algorithm's so good that you'll find some people um, without realizing like, oh, OK, that happened where millions of people were watching the videos and sharing them. And I'm like, wow, maybe the world is ready for like some relatable, Mm. raw, kind of awkward content. And I'm like, I'm here for that. I will, I will partake. And, but even then I was like, after I run, you know, New York city or at the time I wanted to run Philly, it was canceled. I ran it virtually. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I have an audience. I'm going to They can follow me while I run this marathon or train for this marathon. I'll run it and then I'll go back to my normal life because obviously no one's going to care what I do after. (laughs) And that wasn't true. So I just kind of kept going with it. But that whole time, like I was never a runner in um, school. I never did track. I never had friends in track or cross country, which I think in our school, it was the same thing because... It was so small. We didn't have two different teams. Um, So I knew nothing about it. Um, And the fact that now I'm like so addicted to keeping up with track and field Mm. and the pro runners and everything shows that like you don't even need to have a background in it. Like if you get into it and you start to know these people um not even like you have to meet them in person like I have but just following them on socials and like hearing their story and their background it's like uh you're always rooting for them like if they do not so well in a race you're like oh my gosh but there's there's the diamond league final coming up and and you know so like you can always be watching for the next thing it's super exciting
0: Do you remember what the first storyline you followed was or the first athlete that you became a fan of?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I think it really started with Kira D'Amato. Oh. um, Because, you know, she's a mom, and, like, she got away from running for a while, and then she got back into it, and now, obviously, she's killing it. Um, And this was, like, maybe a couple years ago I happened to be in Boston for the marathon. I was cheering some people on and I went to the 5k, uh, like the Saturday morning or something. And because there are some people that were running their very first 5k and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I want to cheer them on. And then here comes Kira D'Amato, uh, just walking out cause she had just, you know, done the pro 5k And so I'm, like, climbing up on this fence, like, oh, my gosh, I just want to get a picture of her because I'm, like, such a creeper. And she looked at me and was like, wait, I love you. And I'm like, what? So I guess she had seen my videos or something before that or maybe someone sent her one. And I was like, wait, I love you. (laughs) So that was, I think, my first interaction. um, And really someone that, like, I was interested in following. Because for a while, I'm like, there's no way I would ever run fast or anything. So why would I want to follow these people where it's like their life depends on them running fast? Um, But I just had, like, a different mindset then, I think.
0: So wait, that was... A couple years ago, were you already in Boston? Like things had taken off. You were already in Boston for work related things.
1: Yes. Yeah. I forget what it was at that point, but it was something to where um, I was there to make content. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm curious how your life has changed. I'm always so intrigued by people that live, like, out in the country in the middle of nowhere. I know that's your story. This is what I was listening to on your podcast. I was like, I'm going to check out the podcast before we get on. Okay. And you were talking about having one bathroom. With three kids. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, our house isn't huge, but we have two and a half baths. But I was like, yeah. I was kind of scared for you.
1: Thank you. I'm scared for myself and because the a stomach bath, flu season, I was right? like, when
0: you said that, I was like, it puts in oh, perspective. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah.
1: Because uh, the rest of the year, it's like you know you can deal with it. And once our third got out of diapers, it was a little strange. A lot of butts there. on a,
0: on one toilet.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh well, I had to pee, or everyone has to go at the same time, um, and there could be like fighting or whatever. But yeah, this time of year, stomach flu season. I'm like, I'm. We're gonna have to have a porta potty or something. I don't know. Like two and a half baths is a dream.
0: Oh me. yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah. So, um, hopefully, you know, the housing market is not ideal right now. But how do you
0: even like if you live out in the middle of nowhere? Like from what I picture is like mm-hmm. your house is just here in the middle of a cornfield. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Like, are it, there houses near you?
1: You can. <laughs> You can technically see a house, but it's quite far away.
0: So are you looking for another house in this town just with two bathrooms?
1: Yeah, ideally. It's the perfect location because we do like space, but it is... And we don't have space inside. I'm talking like outside. I don't really... Like to, I mean, I air my everything on the internet. Yeah. But when I'm coming home and with like a trunk full of groceries and I take them in the house, I don't want to say pleasantries to, to your neighbors. Yeah. Yes, which sounds horrible, but I'm just, I get a little tired.
0: Yeah. When I, I have think to... that's awesome that you know that.
1: Yeah. So I kind of protect my energy a little bit, and mm. I like to be a little more spaced out, so um, mentally and physically. <laughs>
0: I might be your worst nightmare of a neighbor. are you <laughs> like you might be like, if I had to move in next door to Lindsey Hine, uh-huh, I it just I you wouldn't survive. I don't think you no, survive i
1: I don't know. I disagree okay. because I think where we are, there's um certain types of people that aren't <laughs> as kind. okay, and I'm not saying my neighbors are like that. I call them my neighbors loosely. But um, they're like, you know, everyone's a little older. Mm -hmm. I have nothing in common. They probably think I'm really weird. But if I was, I could guarantee that I would be living next to someone like you or someone that like understood younger people a little Mm -hmm. more. Not like we're that young, but Mm -hmm. we're not in our 70s.
0: We're very young, (laughs) Erin.
1: I feel like I'm like 16. Your
0: Wikipedia says you were born in 1983 or 1984, by the way. Really? Yeah. Which one is it? Who makes
1: Wikipedia pages? Do you know this? No,
0: because I don't have one. And I'd like to be famous enough that I could have one.
1: But what makes it that? I don't know. I don't like, know. Okay. But it's like still what, a mystery.
0: I've always heard that anybody can get on and edit Wikipedia pages, which is why you can't take them at face value because like, they might—that's it I may thought. or may not be true. But who are the people getting in there and editing people's Wikipedia
1: pages? Yeah. Like how, what if I want to say, um, yes, it is 1983. Right. But I can't because I, I, there's no can way you to edit. Can you get
0: in there and edit? There's got to be a way. No, I tried. So it is eighty three. It is eighty
1: three. Yeah, and and my fortieth birthday is coming up. When will this be posted? Do you know? Uh,
0: listen, all I'm talking about this year is fortieth birthdays because I just turned forty.
1: How's it um, feel?
0: The last two people. Stephanie Howe, that's coming on this Friday. Mm -hmm. And then on my other podcast, her parents, Lauren Tresla. We've all just turned 40 in the last month. I'm serious. And now you. This is crazy. How does it feel? It feels the same. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) I don't know when I'm going to put this out. Probably three weeks.
1: Well, it's October 11th, so... Maybe it'll um, be a birthday episode. Right. Big... What are you doing? I don't know. My mom and sister asked me the same thing. And I'm like, I don't know, because... Um, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of big things lately. Yeah. Granted, they are work-related, but to me, they're super exciting. And so I almost want to, like, do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe just, like, order pizza and wear pajamas.
0: I mean, that sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Tell me this.
0: So your Wikipedia...
1: Right. Let's go off of that like it's fact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it says you were in marketing before you did this, but mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I thought or had in my head that you were staying home with your kids.
1: Well, both two things can be true at once. Okay, got yeah. it. So before marketing, I was in um, new product development in like an engineering group of a medical device company. Okay. Now, after. I had my first baby, I was like, there's no freaking way I can be one of those moms that has it together enough Mm. to get themselves ready, get the baby ready, drop the baby off. I mean, more power to you if you can do that. But I could barely get myself to to work. So I just thought like to, again, protect my energy, I have to find a job that I can do remotely. This was before COVID where like everyone had to do that. Well, you know, they didn't have a choice. (laughs) Um, So that's why I switched to marketing because when I was in like the engineering group, I, you kind of, you verify a product, you do all this testing in the lab, but then you have to validate it by, you know, taking it to hospitals and stuff. So during that validation phase, you start to work closely with the marketing group. Cause that's who interfaces with the medical facilities. Um, so I kind of weaseled my way into a marketing position that way.
0: So were you getting your kids to daycare or were they at home?
1: They were at home and okay. it was not, not a good, uh, it was yeah. really, um, uh, that's how, um, I got put last, not by anyone is doing for sure myself and three kids later doing that I was like oh my god who even am I what am I where am I and I don't know why it like dawned on me that one day that I got so desperate and that, that's when I went out for a run but um I think it just had to get so bad that I did something about it
0: how old were your kids when you were um
1: The youngest was like three or like three to five months. I can't remember. She was a baby. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, the middle one was two and the oldest was four, I think. Mm. Yeah.
0: All right, friends. This episode is supported by my friends at PrevineX, and they have the best supplements. If you are looking for a multivitamin, a joint supplement, Protein powder, this is the place to go. They even have great vitamins for kids. My kids take the Supervites. Their products are all clinically tested and proven. And what I really wanna focus on right now is the joint supplement. It delivers ingredients that are clinically proven to offer the most comprehensive and complete joint protection and relief available on the market. So many runners are using this. I use it every day. And the main ingredients are proven to be up to five times more beneficial than ingredients you're going to see in other products. They have an anti-inflammatory and pain reliever in them that provides additional support for the joints. I'm impressed. This genuinely worked. My close friend told me about this product and I thought he was full of crap, but my joints feel better after three days on this supplement. Crazy results. The great thing about Prevenex is they have a money back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, after 30 days, you can get your money back. Go to prevenex.com and use the code ANOTHER and that'll get you 15% off your order. That's prevenex.com. Use the code ANOTHER and that will get you 15% off your order. Uh, what's your situation with kids? Like Laura Green doesn't put her kids on the internet. What do you do?
1: Right. I um, I'll show like if I have to talk about a kid – just to show like, hey, I am a mom, you know? Yeah. This um, is part of my life
0: too. A big yeah. Part.
1: Sometimes I'll show like maybe a foot like, or behind them and we're running or, um, maybe the noise of a kid or something. But I don't, um, I know like some people will put, you know, pictures and videos of their kids and they are comfortable with it. And I think my, My view kind of comes from, because when I was younger, I was like easily kind of, I don't know if I was embarrassed easily Mm. or something, but I always worry that because my content is so kind of goofy and stuff, that if I do include one of my kids in it, that they might, when they're a teenager, be like, that wasn't funny. Like, why did you do that? Mm. Or why did you talk about me going to the bathroom or something? You know, so... That's more why I don't do it. Um, and I think a lot of my content isn't really about the kids. So Yeah. yeah no, I, I don't totally know. get that. Yeah. yeah,
0: I totally get that. And I think you get to a place, too, where it's like, well, I put my kids on my social media, mm-hmm. but the older they get, the less I put of them in particular. And right. then also the storytelling about their lives goes away. Like, I felt like yeah. when my kids were, like, little, little, I could, like – go on and on about the stress of the toddler years and all that. But then I don't know what what age it switch, eight, nine, where you're Mm -hmm. just like, it's no more. Um,
1: Well, you get a feel for that with your own kids. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's a good kind of gauge. Like, oh, I'm sensing that they're probably – might be uncomfortable and you're like okay well then I'm not we're not doing this anymore I mean I I do the
0: happy birthday post still and all that but yeah um
1: but those are fun to look back on you know what I mean like I know you could scroll back a couple years and be like (laughs) oh
0: but like when did you make that decision because it's like well when you know at the beginning of all of it you're like okay I'm just like sharing my Mm -hmm. running and all this to the world to like my world and like the few people, and but then you blow up, and it's like, oh, this is big really fast. Where yes. someone like me, it's like, okay, I have like a large amount of small followers. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's not hundreds of thousands. So it's like once you get to that point, then it's like, oh wow.
1: Yeah, I think um, from what I can remember, a turning point where I had to kind of, I had to make a conscious decision. Was the first time that I was on the Today Show, it was remote. It was a remote Mm. interview. And so they were asking, um, can we include this picture of your family from your Instagram? Mm. And I was like, oh, I forgot that I had that on there. And, but they were specifically talking about being a mom. So I thought, okay, we'll, we'll put it on there. But like, after that, I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore Uh because it started to be on more of like a national level. And then I was in, you know, a magazine or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, because where I live, it's a, you know, you could just find Oh, people. for sure. Yeah. And um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to consciously not do that at least as much. And then it kind of turned into not ever. Just not doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's go back to the – you You start running. Your youngest is two or three months. Like, that really puts it into perspective for me. And you said you just went and did it because, like, you were like, I have no other choice. Like, I have to go do something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that is so hard when you're, like, in the throes of these all these little people needing you. Mm-hmm. You're so tired.
1: Yes, tired. You're
0: so tired. And you're mm-hmm. like – This will make me feel better, but it's so hard to go. Yeah. And I know that our, my listener base is like people that are already running a lot, but perhaps we'll have listeners here that are not the normal listener who are like training (laughs) for marathons, half marathons. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say to someone that's like, I want to do it, but it's too hard or like, I can't get started.
1: Yeah. I think. Um, In the beginning, I really kind of like played it forward in my head. So I was like, in one hour, how will I feel if I Mm. went for a run? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll feel like that. Uh, Versus in one hour, how will I feel if I don't go for a run? And I really had to look at it black and white like that. Because I would like look at how, look at what happened to me. I was like kind of saying this to myself. Look at what happened to you in the last five years, four or five years where you did not take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. this is in turn how I feel right now. And it's not good mentally or physically. Um, so I would just, yeah, just play it forward in my head and be like, okay, that's the option I want to feel like in an hour. I love that.
0: Play it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a big part of what you do is like you're relatable, Right. You see all these Instagram accounts where there's like, oh, these people. I mean, I was like the epitome of it after my first baby. I was like running a marathon four months <laughs> yeah. postpartum. Like it was. I look back and I'm like, how annoying were you? <laughs>
1: probably not annoying, and and honestly, people probably looked up to that a lot. And so I think that there is a place for that. You know what I mean? Because and it all depends on what someone's mindset is. So someone might look at me and be like, oh my god, she is so. Unmotivating to me. She talks about doing less and I want to be doing more and mm. I want to be accomplishing things. So that type of person would naturally gravitate toward like your content. Like, hey, she sure. just had a baby and she ran this marathon and that's mm. awesome, which it is, by the way. Um, but then there's other people who, like, and this is my mindset. I might look at you running a marathon after having a baby and feel bad about myself, which is not your fault whatsoever. Mm. (laughs) And I might look at someone more like me who is kind of having a hard time, but they're staying consistent and they're working through kind of like a lot of maybe like um, physical problems or, you know, mental health things. And I'll be more motivated by someone like that. So I feel like there's it just depends on the mindset of the viewer. You know what I mean?
0: I love that you say that because even now, like, you know, after each pregnancy I did less and less, you know, mm-hmm. sooner, like yeah. it, it, it kept stretching out more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have oftentimes looked back and felt like icky about it. Like, Oh, what did it, like? That wasn't great. But I love what you're saying. Like that the view it's, it's not on you. Right. It's on the viewer. Like don't yeah. look at it if it bothers you. We're all adults here. You yeah. choose what you consume.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's what I tell people that say, like, oh, social media is so toxic, like it's really negative and um or it makes me feel bad about myself. I'm like, You are following the wrong people for yeah. you. Yeah. For you specifically. For you. Yes. That's so
0: good because yeah. what's right for you might be wrong for someone else, all these yes. things. Yeah. Like we're all triggered by different things. For a whole host of reasons.
1: Yeah. I mean, I curate my, um, list of people I follow so carefully that even I try not to look at my phone for the first like hour or two when I wake up, Mm, but even if I did, I know I'll be in a good mood because there's nothing on there (laughs) that is going to be like sad, depressing, stressful, or, uh, make me feel less than.
0: Yeah. I always say this. I'm like, I need to just start from zero and build up, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I'm just, this is so lame because like you said, like, it's not on you to make other people whatever, but like, I'm like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. If I like unfollow everybody, like who's yeah. paying attention that close though? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some people do, but I, I noticed I don't like, I never kind of started from zero, but as time goes on, I'll look at something and be like, geez, these are this like account I'm following kind of consistently makes me feel mm-hmm. like a certain way. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're not following me, I'm like unfollow. Bye. You know what I mean? Um, and I really don't think that they would notice that. Um, and then there's other people that do follow me and I might not feel the best about what they're posting, but that's a really good exercise in compassion and learning and understanding why they are posting that and kind mm. of looking at it from more of an understanding of them as a human instead of just like uh an instant like judgment. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, you're like to me you're n- relatively new on there, so like yes. but like my like I've had that Instagram account for like 12 Twelve years, so like there's there's people from like ten years ago that I don't even know who you are anymore. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think just just pull the trigger and unfollow. I'm gonna have (laughs)
0: someone else do it though. I'm gonna have one of my kids go through, so I don't have to like be like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Just like clean it up, guys. Like clean it up. Start from zero.
1: Yeah.
0: Follower number follow number one, Mrs. Space Cadet. There you go.
1: I'll I'll always bring the good vibes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, like. This might be a basic question, but it's like how your life has changed. You've like zoomed into this like celebrity hood, and how like how are you handling that with like home life? and now you're trying you were just got back from Budapest. you're at all the mm-hmm. world marathon majors now it seems. Mm-hmm. How are you managing this?
1: Yeah, I celebrity cracks me up, by the way, but <laughs> but
0: it's true. I mean, if you have a million followers on TikTok, <laughs> right. you're you are
1: you're right, a TikTok right, right celebrity um, yeah, I think. It's changed in that I the the main thing that's hard for me is leaving the kids like mm-hmm. I think before Budapest I posted like me crying on my Instagram story because like I feel like other parents would look at that and be like oh my god I yes it's so hard because you feel that parent guilt and especially if you start the if you leave and they're like actually crying I think that's what really kills me but sometimes I leave and they're like okay we don't want you to leave but we'll see you in a couple days and then I'm I'm usually okay but I think that's the the biggest change is the travel um so I I am selective in um how much I do and when it is I try not to do more than one trip a month Because if it's more than that, I feel like I'm getting back and then I'm going, have Mm -hmm. to kind of gear up again and prepare the kids. And if someone has to watch them other than my husband, it's like, then you have to really prepare. (laughs) Um, So I, yeah, I think that's like the biggest change. And then um, when I quit my job to do this full time, like that was huge and a huge risk that like I still look back on and I'm like, Thank goodness I did, but like wow, that was brave.
0: <laughs> is it so fun?
1: It's so fun. I was driving back from the airport. Speaking of like living out here and th- so I have Yeah, to drive how
0: far is the airport?
1: 2 hours. Okay. One way. So <laughs> I I have to drive 2 hours and um I try and lessen the time that I'm away so much to where I will do an uh, I'll do a red eye to get home or uh-huh. something like that and um, this uh, I just got back from Minnesota. We were there 24 hours and I um, our plane our flight got delayed as we were sitting on the plane. the oh, toe the toe bar or something broke <laughs> when it was pushing we were getting pushed back. it was a little crazy. I hate- I'm like, just don't tell me. Just don't right, tell I won't.
0: <laughs> no, but like to the pilot, like when they tell you stuff like that, I'm like, oh, if we're oh, going to oh, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. get up in the air on this thing, don't tell me that something's broken.
1: Yeah, just say, oh, oopsie, we're going to... We're
0: yeah, just know, running late. I needed
1: to get my coffee. I, I had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So it got delayed, and then, like, for me to get on the sh- the parking lot shuttle, for some reason, it just wasn't showing up for, like, an hour. So I was sitting there. So by the time I was driving home, I think it was 2 in the morning. Oh, my
0: gosh. And, and you I was, two hours.
1: Yeah. So I was feeling a little, like, woe is me. I'm going to get home at 4. The kids wake up at 5, 5.30. I'm not going to get to sleep. Like, wah. And then I instantly was like, shut up.
0: oh Like, you
1: ha- – I mean – there, there are times that are, it does feel like work. Like there's lots of meetings or lots of like accounting things and stressful stuff to think about running like a small business. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, it's like, I'm doing a lot of really cool stuff. I'm excited about it. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm helping some people and I couldn't say that about many of my other jobs you know so um I kind of like snapped out of that real quick
0: (laughs) I have to say though I do not travel nearly as much as you but I'm like I wouldn't be driving home two hours at two in the morning just like I'm too Mm -hmm. selfish for that like (laughs) I am too selfish I love my family but like then again I'm not traveling monthly so
1: I I will be honest I regretted that I was like you should have just stayed at the hotel, yeah, driven home early or like flown home early in the morning. Like, I, yeah, I was just what were you doing in Minneapolis? I, I was filming a curling video with Chris Plies, he's an Olympic curler. Oh, and cool. so, it was an ad actually for Perfect Bar. And they were like, Hey, we want you to, um, like show us an a interest that you have or like something you want to try. And I'm like, Oh my god. I'm obsessed with, I've seen curling on TV, but there are so many questions. What does the ice feel like? What is the um, material on the bottom of that scrubber thing? Like, is it like sandpaper? Does it really smooth the ice? What's on their feet that makes them slide? Because they look like shoes. And I was like, I would love to try curling. And they were like, okay, well, you know, you got to find the athlete. And you got to like, so it was kind of on me. Oh, fun. Yeah. So I was, like, just blindly DMing these people. I'm like, there's Love no it. way they're going to And we're like, do I'm just this. partnering
0: with Red Bull on this? Like, will you do it with perfect me?
1: Perfect Bar. Oh, yeah, Perfect Bar. Perfect Bar. bar. And, uh, I mean, Red Bull would be cool, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the podcast. I'm getting my brands confused. Right, But right. you, like, you just pitched it. Like, I'm doing this shoot with Perfect Bar. Like, will you yeah. do it with me?
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, I was, like. Um, you know, we can pay you to be in it. Like, um, I'm a big fan of the sport. Like, I just really want to experience it. Um, that and fencing, by the way, I want to know. A oh so yeah. You, <laughs> I'm just all over the place. Yeah. No, no,
0: no. I want, I, I have so many thoughts already through my head. One okay. is curling and hurling the same thing.
1: I don't know what hur- hurling Maybe is. Maybe I
0: made that up. We used to have a neighbor And I thought he was a, I thought it was hurling. And anyway, we called him that, but maybe he was a curler and I called it hurling. But we never knew the guy's name. (laughs) Wait, what
1: state are you in?
0: uh, We were in Indiana. Oh, Indiana. We just called him hurling. And I'm like, is that a sport? Because now I don't know. I feel like he always had big sticks with
1: him. Oh, big sticks.
0: Hurling is Hurling.
1: I think I think he okay. Was wait, curling. I'm gonna look
0: that up. I'm gonna look that up while you continue talking. Okay, My question yeah, is: ahead. You were just working on a campaign with Perfect Bar, and you're like, and it was it like pick any sport. Like, how did the how did it even come about? They just like let you take the reins and choose a sport to shoot a video on.
1: They did, and um, they kind of let me have a lot of creative freedom. So that's like one of the things I look for in doing um, a brand deal is like how much. How much freedom can I have here to do the video how I want to do it? And they really were kind of all about it. Like, yeah, you choose the sport. You pick who you want, you know. Um, And so I was all over that. And Chris ended up being so freaking cool. I am like, I do not deserve to be filming with you. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? Chris Ply. So it's C H. (laughs) R-I-S-P-L-Y-S. <laughs> you never know if it's a K. That's true. <laughs> Look at Chris Kardashian. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be a K if you're a Kardashian. <laughs> Why um, don't they get made fun of more for that? I don't know. I, don't, I actually should...
1: don't know. But it may, it normalized K's in That's names, right. I think.
0: All right. Carry on.
1: Uh, yeah. So um, he doesn't. I always looked at curlers as being kind of, I don't know, like dad- Figures kind of they would read the newspaper and have a Bud Light with their buddies (laughs) around the fire. (laughs) I don't know, but here's Chris who has like worked with Red Bull before. He has tattoos, he I'm assuming likes to do cool stuff. I don't even know what I don't even know what an example is. He's just like he skateboards,
0: he likes right, yeah, surfing.
1: He He snowshoes with Sean White, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He says cool things, like, right on. Rad. You know? Yeah, so I'm like, wow, what a cool guy. And I am I get to film this video. He was, like, super easy to film with. You kind of never know, like, if someone's going to be too quiet yeah. or, or, like, think that I'm too weird and, like, what the heck are we doing here? Um, but he just, like, went with it, and it was probably the easiest video I filmed with somebody.
0: I want to tell listeners <laughs> and <laughs> you. Yeah, Hurling is also called Hurley, Outdoor Stick and Ball Game, somewhat akin to field hockey and lacrosse. Oh, okay. And long recognized as the national pastime of Ireland.
1: Wow. Learning on the podcast live, or not live, if you're
0: listening. So so hurling is a thing.
1: Learning with Lindsay.
0: Learning with Lindsay. That's what the – and then (laughs) curling – is a sport in which players slide stones on a sheet of ice toward a target area. Yeah. Okay. And the
1: stones are very heavy. They're like 40-something pounds, which to me is, like, too much.
0: Is it? Was it really hard?
1: I They make it look so easy, the way they glide across the ice with this, and, and the sweeping looks very easy. So I'm like, I think this is the first, because I've tried all the events of a heptathlon over, like, the season with USATF, they were all so hard.
0: <laughs> you did and you do No, you don't have to do pole vault.
1: No, but they did hint that I can do that I can try that this season. Are they you were like vehemently saying no last year. They're like, No, it's you cannot try this. It's too dangerous. <laughs> it's too dangerous. And um yeah, I think they might go for it this year. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But curling well, to me looked easy and Um, as soon as I did the first like push off with the rock, my one foot slid to my side. I was like Bambi, you know, how Bambi like (laughs) slayed out on the ice. That's what I looked like. Um, (laughs) and then the sweeping, I, I did the sweeping, like from the line where he lets go of the rock to the circle where you want to get it in. And I was breathing so heavy and my sides for like three days were sore. (laughs) So
0: yeah, it's no joke. Fun. What Mm -hmm. an adventure.
1: Yeah, it was. It was.
0: All right. Listen up. Lagoon pillows. Oh my goodness. They are back to sponsor the podcast. And let me just tell you, Lagoon is the best pillow I have ever laid my head on in my 39 and a half years of life. I have looked for good pillows for a very long time. And before Lagoon, I was settled on a higher quality pillow I got at Target. Uh, I I mean, I've tried Tempur-Pudic, I've tried other brands and this is by far the best. I think because it's so customized. You fill out a two minute sleep quiz, okay? And whether you're a back sleeper, a side sleeper, a belly sleeper, however you sleep, these pillows are incredible. I have the Otter, my husband Glenn has the Fox. They are so, perfect when you lay your head on them. And listen, if you want a more firm pillow, they have those options. If you want a more soft pillow, they have those options. And they even send you the filling so you can fill your pillow as full or as little as you want. It is truly customizable. And we all know that like sleep is so important. If you are not sleeping well and the thing that you are laying your head on is contributing to not good sleep, you need to fix it because we are all working really hard to pursue athletic goals and dreams and sleep is so important. So listen, go to lagoon slash Lindsay and use the code Lindsay L I N D S E Y to get 15% off your order. And just then come thank me for changing your sleep life because Lagoon is amazing. All right, friends back to the show. I'm curious. You just got back from Budapest. So you doing all these videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, by now, I'm assuming you're fairly comfortable with, like, interviewing these running celebrities. Yeah. But is is there anybody that you're like, I'm nervous about this one?
1: Um, there are. Yes. Well, at in the beginning, I was nervous about everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the first people I interviewed was Drew Hunter from Tin Man Elite. Uh And I interviewed actually him with some of his teammates as well. And but after that, I ran into him like at multiple events. And I was like super comfortable then. If I saw Drew, I was going to interview him because I once I got a sense of someone's personality. I was like, yes, I had like this is so fun. But um, there are some people let me think of who I was like intimidated by. And then I wasn't. Um. oh Aaliyah Hobbs I mm. was so scared really beca- yes because to me before I met her she was like all business super serious fastest woman in the world like and I just you know I think imposter syndrome or I was projecting I'm like she's gonna be like why am I wasting my time with this mm. like you know boring person but she ended up Like while I was filming with Trey Cunningham, she was watching and I could see her laughing, like kind of giggling at some of the stuff I said. Oh, there's a confidence boost. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, wait. She like has a sense of humor. She's Uh going to be fun. Um, And then by the time we filmed together and then subsequently like interviewed her at at other times, uh, she's another one like I would always look for like, oh, where's Aaliyah? Uh, You know,
0: there's my comfort zone. Yes, there's. Might be nothing more awkward than like when you say a joke or even just like something kind of like, "Eh." and like the other person just totally doesn't get it. Doesn't laugh. Gives you no feedback. And you're like, where am I going to go from here?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That happens to me sometimes. (laughs) Um, And sometimes I'll just leave that in the video because (laughs) it like that in itself, I think is funny. Yeah. Um, And it shows the contrast between like this, extremely accomplished athlete and then me who like really doesn't know what I'm talking about yeah um and so I think that's that's kind of funny and I I think it adds to the videos just to show like I don't know some humor in there without someone actually being funny (laughs) were you like did you grow up
0: being funny though like were you the funny kid at school
1: I think eventually I was but when I was really little I was painfully shy like um And I'm not, I I need to like unpack this in therapy, but yeah. um, That I've been like reflecting a lot about being little and like why I have certain thought patterns as an adult, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have this one memory of um, I was being driven home uh, from dance class when we were little by a friend's mom, and my friend was in the car, and I said something, and the mom laughed. Like, mm. she really thought it was funny. And I had this, like, shift in me that was like, that felt good. Maybe, maybe I do have something to say. Or, you know, instead of holding everything in, maybe I'll just say what I'm thinking. And as I got older, I was definitely like that person in high school where if something was awkward, everyone would kind of look at me and I would say something and then we'd all laugh. And, you know, um, I like making people feel at ease. Yeah. Um, and I think that does come with being a people pleaser, which I'm trying to work on. Yeah. But it also like it makes me feel good to just to everyone to be happy and having fun. So I think I kind of grew into that.
0: Well, I keep thinking, too, about what you said about being in the car and the friend's mom laughing a lot. I've been mm-hmm. I was just talking to my husband about this last night. I think it's so important to, like, talk to our kids' friends. And yeah. I love it when I hear my friends or neighbors, like, ask my kids questions and actually yes. talk to them rather than just like rather than them just being like there. Yeah. Um. So I've been really cognizant about doing that. And I'm like, Wow. I don't even know what impact I could have on the kid that's riding in my car based on what you just said.
1: Yes. I think about that a lot because of what, because I if I still remember that moment, um, it must have had a huge impact on me Right, I do remember I was never like that before then. And then I started to like say stuff at home and like my parents would kind of giggle or Um, yeah, so it was like it was a definite shift and I think that a lot too about my kids' friends. Like Mm. you know, our oldest is like nine now, I think. (laughs) I'm like losing track. (laughs) And they'll start to um either like have bigger reactions to thing or things or really get like into what I'm saying, or I can tell like if I'm trying to make them feel better about something, they really take it to heart. Because sometimes you don't listen to your parents. Right. But if someone else says it, then then they listen. So I've noticed that too. Like when other parents talk to my kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for not just being like, oh, this is boring. I'm standing here with kids. Like, right. I really, because um, it, it does mean a lot to my kids. Like they get attached to people. They really um, listen to what they have to say.
0: I'm super curious. Um, we talked about the, like, living situation already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said I'd be your worst nightmare because I'm like. <laughs> right. I talk to all my neighbors all the time, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I have children in and out of my home all day, every day, that don't belong to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yes, it can be overwhelming, but it is, like, such a way of life for us. So I can't imagine being so far away from everybody else that, like, there aren't just, like, random neighbor kids running in and out of my house. Like, yeah. it, it can be overwhelming, but it's also a huge blessing because you can be like, go to their house. Like, <laughs> right. go on up the street, y'all, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so what is that, like, because you have to, like, schedule. Like, I don't schedule yeah. anything. It's just, like, kids are coming and going and they're coming and going. You have to schedule
1: yeah, hanging I think, out. I think now that all three of them, like, our youngest is in preschool. She just started. Um, I think now that they're all somewhere else during the day, yeah. they come home and they're like, oh my gosh, my space. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to work on this project. And they kind of all chill out and do something. Sometimes they'll play together or with us. And then it's dinner time. And then it's like comfy, cozy bedtime. And the day just like goes. So I think... I don't know. I feel like maybe our kids, because they grow, they grew up how, how they grew up, they do value that, like, time. Mm. Like, I need this time to do X, Y, Z. And they cannot do it with chaos around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it
0: kind of sounds really lovely.
1: It is lovely, but there, there are times where they're like, when can we have a play date with yeah. this person? Yeah. When can we have a sleepover with this person? And so then we'll make like more of an effort, especially in the summer, yeah, um, to do more of that. But like also in the summer, we're at the shore a lot. We have this little house in New Jersey that like the whole, like my mom's whole family shares, and they're constantly around kids All the people, and cousins, family. Yeah, the whole, almost the whole summer. I shouldn't say whole summer. It's very short, but um so they get a lot of that kind of closeness and it makes me uncomfortable when there are kids like down the street coming into our house. Cause I'm like, I'm responsible for you now. Oh and yeah. Does your mom know you're here? Like, <laughs> but they probably live in a place like you where it that's normal. You just that's go just run what you through do. someone's house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, gosh, it sounds kind of lovely. Like I'm like, Man, I I guess I haven't really thought about how it could be super overwhelming for my kids that like they get home from school and there's a, there's like eight kids at the door like within twenty you know ten minutes even <laughs> they probably like, like
1: that though that's what they know that's
0: what they know yeah, yeah. I
1: didn't grow up like that like I yeah. grew I had a similar upbringing um I now I live like where my near where my parents live and where I grew up so it's it was very much like a scheduled play date yeah you know and. And things like that. And I just grew to really like being by myself.
0: Yeah. That's how I grew up too. We were out in the country. I was always so jealous of those neighborhood kids though.
1: Yeah. I was too at times when I like got I was older. Like,
0: what? You can just like, what? They uh, just live like seven houses down. Are you kidding
1: me? And they can walk places. Yeah.
0: Yes. They could like walk to the mall. What? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So let's cover your marathons that you've run. You did the virtual. Mm-hmm which is wild to me. Like I knew people were doing virtual marathons back in COVID times, but like your first marathon.
1: Yeah. I will never do it again. Just putting <sighs> that out there. I will never do it again.
0: Well, now that you've experienced the New York city marathon and Chicago marathon, it's like, you went from like, like this most basic to the most bells and whistles you could possibly have.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. And um, I think once I ran New York city, I was like, oh wow I see why people do this and I see why like when I was discouraged after the virtual and I was training for New York City I was like I don't know if I can do this and then um, because originally I was signed up to do the New Jersey marathon which got canceled so it was my second canceled and the New York City marathon came up a month before so I had one less month of training where I already felt behind all my training you know to begin with so um but people kept saying like oh the crowd carries you through and I'm like I hope they physically pick me up because yes. <laughs> this is not gonna go well but it is true you go through all those different boroughs they all have a different vibe there's music there's people looking you in the eyes and being like you can do this you know mm. um it changed a lot like not like it makes it physically easier but a huge part of a marathon is mental. And mm-hmm. that crowd, I feel like, does help mentally. Who
0: was it? Was it Dina Castor? I just listened back to this. I swear I don't normally listen to my
1: podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I do because I'm like, what did we talk what about? Did, what did I say? <laughs> yeah.
0: I um, I aired this episode with um, Dina Castor that I recorded at the Chicago, Chicago. Marathon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had never aired it. I had just put it on my Patreon page last year. And I, and I was short on episodes because, man... You think that summer's over and then like your life's going to get simpler because all your kids are in school, but (laughs) it has gotten actually like crazier.
1: I understand that so much. Yes.
0: I'm like, I do have more free time during the day than I did over the summer, but like there's just another level of stress. more. Yes. That's right. Um, So I was like, oh my gosh, I remembered I had this recording that I'd never aired. But anyway, I think it, so people kept sharing it. So I was like, "Mm, this is, people are sharing this more than like most episodes get shared. I'm going to listen back and see what the hype is about. Yeah. And I think it was that episode that she was like, it's a hundred percent mental and it's a hundred percent physical. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. yeah.
1: It's not
0: one or the other.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. I, I do think, I mean, for me running New York city, I had so much self doubt and I think, so I think that's why for me it was more mental. Um, like I knew I could physically run 26.2 miles cause I did it, but, um, with how the training went, I was just like second guessing myself. Like if I can't run these 10 miles and Dan had to pick me up, how am I going to run 26.2? Like I would right. always do that to myself. I'm like, <laughs> why did I do that?
0: The mind is so strong. Mm-hmm. What was the experience like though? Like when did it get really hard? So you ran it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. 2022, you did Chicago, Twenty twenty two, New York. It was like insanely hot. 2021 yeah. New York was perfect was when I perfect. ran it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It was perfect weather. I also got, um, I hate to say this, but like a little special treatment mm. because I was getting because footage you're a for
0: celebrity <laughs> right
1: a-list celebrity so <laughs> I was um I had to get footage for the today show because the following morning I was going to be on uh-huh. so they allowed me to start earlier so I could finish in the daylight uh-huh. so just so everyone can hate me a little bit yeah. my my starting time because of how slow I run should be way later, but
0: it's so nice that you got to do that though, because it's Mm -hmm. like, I get it. They have to put the faster runners first, Yeah. but like when you think about it, you're like, if you're going to be out there for six hours, like, let me start sooner. it It
1: is dark. It is dark. And I, I, I very much understand it. And I also even more so understand it after going through it because I, I did my best to – I could hear footsteps coming Mm. behind me with each wave. So I did my best to, like, fully get off the course. Like, I did not want to – you know, I got this special, like, treatment. I don't want people to be – I don't want to mess them up, you know. They're actually trying to make a time. And um, But did
0: people see you and, like, recognize you as they ran by?
1: Yes. That. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know fast people followed me oh. because they would like recognize probably the back of my shirt or something, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, Mrs. Space is gonna add like as they're like blasting by me." Uh-huh. Um, that really that cheered me up a lot. Also, the people on the sidelines, like with signs that said "Mrs. Space Cadet," someone I'll never forget this. They had a Mrs. Space Cadet hydration station with um, orange slices and liquid IV. I'm like. Oh. Wow, that is thoughtful. You know, how long did
0: you stay at that station?
1: <laughs> Probably too long. Too long. And also, the I kind of hurt the side of my foot because I was so excited. I did when I guess to put it into perspective, when I like blew up, it was during the pandemic. I never saw someone in person, and I it was very disorienting to mm. think that the numbers and the comments were actual people. Yeah, it was so when i did see someone on the sidelines saying my name i was like oh my gosh you're a human and we're making this connection like it was so new after you know shutdown and everything that i was so emotional about it and i would like kind of turn an awkward way to like get a selfie with them as i'm running and i was (laughs) like "Ooh, that's a sharp pain in the side of my foot and so that was at like mile 10 i'm like i cannot do that anymore i need to like try and hold it together but I don't know that was I will never forget that uh marathon because of that it was the first time like people were recognizing me first time I was recognizing they were humans
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it's so wild how how fast it all exploded yeah and it's such a strange time in the world Mm -hmm. so you're used to it now like you go to these majors and you're like People are going to flag me down every everywhere I go.
1: Yeah, and, like, I – because of, you know, how I mentioned, like, I don't – very, like, isolated where I am. Mm-hmm. When I go to these weekends, I am, like, fully recharged. You're like, re- let's oh. go. Let Ready me to go. meet every single person. Like, I will add 10 minutes. If I have to walk, like, from point A to point B, mm-hmm. I will add 10 minutes. Oh, like, that's so smart. Time. I love it. and Because then I don't feel rushed. And then the people that come up to me don't feel like, you know, they're bothering me or something. Yeah, because
0: you feel bad if you're like, oh, I got to go be somewhere. Yeah,
1: that's like the worst. I want to to spend time with people. I want to like hear about what they're doing. Are they running? How do they feel? And that is like, it gives me life. And people are like, why are you going to marathons if you're not running? And I'm like, for that, like (laughs) for that community. And um, people think like like they light up when they see me, but seeing them light up, seeing me makes me light up. Like it, it really is the best thing ever. So like, I will make a trip to New York city for the marathon just to physically be there around people. Sometimes I'll do events and other times, um, like in Boston, I don't think I did an event this past year. Actually, I don't remember, but I don't think I did. Um, it was just i filmed content about being there and cheering people on you know
0: are you going to new york this year yes are you going to chicago
1: i was going to go to chicago but i'm not sure because of other travel that i have that month which really sucks because now is the time where people are messaging me are you going to Chicago? are you gonna be there like i'm running my first marathon and i'm like oh my god i want to go so bad you have your boundaries though I know, but part of me is like, what if I just fly there for the day? You could. Yeah.
0: You can always get a direct flight to Chicago.
1: Yeah, Is I it could. the Philly? What airport are you, Philly? Newark.
0: Oh, I don't even understand Pennsylvania. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, because we live near a highway that goes straight to Newark, whereas Philly, we have to go through like an hour of like unpredictable traffic. And so you're really
0: only – then you're really only, like, two or three hours from New York City.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we oh. can drive there and, like, do a day trip, no problem. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Um, I want to talk
0: to you about not drinking.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it.
0: When did you stop? Why did you stop?
1: Yeah, I – so for a while I've been having stomach issues. And I don't know if this is in my head, but when I was pregnant, like, very pregnant with my third baby – the stomach virus speaking to bring that back up went through our house it almost put me into like full labor um it was horrible and ever since that happened i was having really bad stomach issues to the point where everywhere i went i had to know where the bathroom was Mm. and i would kind of like plan my day and honestly i didn't even think about this for a while speaking of like putting myself last Um, and it wasn't until I think like I was running for maybe a year and I'm like, I don't think that's normal Mm -hmm. to really plan your full day around your stomach. Like what might happen, you know? Um, and so I went to the doctor, they put me on this, um, elimination diet, which I think like for IBS, you basically eliminate everything, including coffee and alcohol which a lot of people are like, I'm just not going to do that. I'll have stomach issues. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So luckily, by the way, fast forward, coffee is not one of my things. I can have coffee. Oh, good for you. Yes. I'm happy Um, for you. Yeah. So over um, the years, I was like playing around with this elimination diet. I did not give up alcohol. I've like, it was such a big part of my life, which sounds funny, I guess, or weird to some people, but- I just like grew up around it. It was like what every social thing was around. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, it's going to be boring. And I don't know. I just um, couldn't do that. Well, the thing is, I did the elimination diet, kept drinking alcohol and still had the stomach problems.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So
1: I was like, it has to be one of the things. And so um, we were visiting um, people in Puerto Rico over the winter This past Christmas. And um, I got so sick. Like the most sick that I've been in years. Um, And I was like... uh, Not sick from alcohol, by the way. But I felt like... um, I think it's affecting my immune system. Uh Because it can't be helping. Uh And the stomach issues. Like why not just start in January like everyone else does. Dry January, yeah. And I'll do the dry January and just see if it helps um and then that just continued and now it's is that this year September yes this year yeah
0: I've actually recorded a couple podcasts about this exact topic on my other podcast why mm-hmm. is everyone yelling yeah Um, <laughs> uh, my sister's like three or four years sober now okay um and it was more like I her thing was more like I feel like when I drank like I wasn't my best self. And
1: oh, absolutely. And I should be clear like, I felt like that too. It wasn't just because I had stomach issues. Like, I would start to kind of like reflect on, like, oh, when I came home, why did I want that drink? Yeah. Just now. Like, I think because I'm stressed or something like that. So, I once I started to reflect on that, I'm like, this is not fun anymore because now I'm very aware of, you know, my yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that my hardest thing would be the that social piece. Yeah, because it's so fun to be like, yeah. let's all go have <laughs> drinks on this patio. Come over to my patio. Yeah, but I know that that can also be fun with like a seltzer or whatever. But like, there's mm-hmm. something celebratory about it that yes. I would have a really hard time giving up.
1: Yeah, and and that's exactly my thought. Like every single person that I uh, encounter uh, at a social event. Is um, drinking alcohol, and yeah. so the first like few times I had to just force myself to go, and I was miserable. Not outwardly, but I'm like, when can I get home? When can I get home? When can I, I want to go in my bed? I want to have tea and go to bed. <laughs> like it was really not fun. So I don't want to like sugarcoat it. Yeah. Um, but after that, um, I wasn't even like fully thinking about it. But all of a sudden I would like get home from an event. I'm like, oh my God, I had fun. I saw I those people. And I feel good I had...
0: now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I I'm will like, in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not like dehydrated or anything. And I got to talk to those people I haven't seen in a while. And I was like super engaged with what they were saying. Um, and I started to then have more fun. And I'm like, whoa, Mm. I've been drinking from a very young age and (laughs) I don't remember having this much fun and like going to the beach all day and not having like a day beer and just having so much energy and like wanting to play with the kids. So I think like over as the months went on, I was like, this is like life changing. Um, Totally. And also like, you know, anxiety and depression were like super manageable, whereas before it was like. I had to be like all hands on deck with with managing Mm. that. Um, So I think things like that along the way were like, okay, what I thought was going to ruin my life. (laughs) And also like with what I do now traveling and going to these things. And a lot of runners really like to partake in some beers. um, I thought that was going to be super difficult. Um, But now it's like I'm having more fun. And they can drink. I love when people around me drink because I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're at ease. I don't uh-huh, want them, to, you uh-huh. know, and so then I feel at ease. Uh-huh. Um, and also my co-host for the podcast, Podcast Mike, we call him, he just doesn't drink. He never did. So a lot of these trips I'm with him because he is the videographer for, uh, like, if Dan can't come, Mike is the one filming. So I'm going everywhere with him, and he doesn't drink. So we're like... I don't feel. I don't notice uh-huh. it. You know.
0: I'm always fascinated by those people. It's like right. They never I have had too. A problem, they just didn't like Carrie Tolleson. She's like, yeah, I just don't drink. I never have. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> right. And I think that like I grew up in a family where my dad drank a lot. Like he's mm-hmm. a beer drinker. Yeah. Definitely like a functional alcoholic. My mom yeah. never drank.
1: Oh, okay.
0: They when they were very young, and my mom was like, S- somebody has to have their shit together pretty much. Right. And it's right. going to be me. And she just stopped drinking, stopped smoking, stopped doing all the things and was all, I mean, I credit my mom for so many things. Right. <laughs> my husband's always like, man, your mom really saved you guys.
1: <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That's amazing That's But I could that. see,
0: yeah, it really is. And she was young. I mean, she was like 19,
1: 20, wow. 23. When Those she had a- fun years.
0: Right. Um, But I... I oftentimes think, I'm like, oh, if my dad would have been that way too, mm-hmm. what what would have been my relationship with alcohol, like, long-term? Because my mom's side of the family, when you go to Christmas or anything, there's just no alcohol there.
1: Oh, okay. But my
0: dad's side of the family, it's, it's flowing. It's right. flowing. And then I married someone who is Catholic, at like, from a Catholic family, and, like, everything revolves around, like, parties revolve around the alcohol. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think about, like, how your parents drinking like influences what kind of person around alcohol you'll be as an adult.
1: Yeah. I I think so because when I was younger, it was like super cash. Like everyone just like casually had a beer and casually with dinner had this and casually at 3 PM sitting on the porch. Like, so it, I never thought of it as like, Oh, that's a thing. Like that's scary. That's bad for you. But I think at this point, Point like where I don't know if it's like my age or just the more people learn about alcohol my whole friend group like um, we always have this huge bash for our oldest um, birthday just because it's in June and it's finally nice out we're like yeah let's use it as an excuse to like have everyone over and it always turns into the like this huge rager <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what she loves because she's like super social with like everybody she wants adults there and kids and cat's a dog she doesn't care um so this year you know was the first time I wasn't drinking so I'm like I'm still gonna fill some coolers with beer I want yeah I to be about that too okay yeah I wanted everyone to be comfortable not make anything weird um because I like, knew like that... I'm not
0: drinking so you can't drink right right
1: right and I knew like I'm not gonna be tempted by it because I know I feel better not having it and I'll have more fun so this is for them and I was, like, as the day went on, I'm, like, checking the cooler. None of it. And so I'm, like, hey, guys, like, I put – there's beer in here. It's really good. Like, <laughs> I'm really good at picking good beer. <laughs> and um, everyone, like, kind of slowly came up to me. They are like, yeah, I'm not really drinking anymore. I'm, like, what? Like, so-and-so, the person who, like, was always day drinking forever, every event we went to, you're not drinking anymore? And so, yeah, it was really – I don't know. It was eye opening to see. I feel like this at this moment that we're at right now, just a lot more people are reflecting on it. And um, there's so many more like alternatives too. I know. I'm like, was everybody
0: really stoned
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that but also um, like cool cans that are actually just water. Liquid death. Yeah. Yeah. Liquid death or, um, you know, some kombucha or I don't know, N.A. beer. Yeah. I saw Dax Shepard came out with one called. Who oh, did he? Um, oh, my God. It has a cool name. Oh, shoot. I can't think of it right Armchair
0: now. Armchair beer. <laughs>
1: oh, it's a guy's name. And, and the name sounds very, like, famous. Like, it would be an old actor, like, Ted Lasso or something.
0: <laughs> um, Paul Newman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that that's the example you thought of.
0: I'm just picturing my salad dressing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's who you picture when you hear this i and i'm gonna look it up right now because uh, it's gonna bother me do you listen
0: to his podcast
1: i do sometimes depending sometimes. on who's who's on it uh um, i
0: like forget about it and which is really fun because then when i remember about it i'm like oh and then i have like 20 episodes that i can scroll through to see who i want to listen to
1: oh yeah 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 that's exactly how i what i do that's with kind it. of the best well, I can't. No, I'm going to go to his Instagram. I'm not letting this go. Sorry. Sorry I do. Listeners. No, no. Keep
0: going. Keep going. I, I will talk while you find it. I do find think that, and this makes me kind of sad, like, oh, what were we doing? Because I don't want to give up alcohol at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think that in 20 years, like, are the people that are our age going to be like, oh, like alcohol's bad, like smoking's bad, like well, right. And I'm like, oh, we're those people, we're the smokers. Uh-huh.
1: Well, it's not like us though, because, and I don't want to get, I don't want to come off like shaming anyone for drinking. No, trust I me, drink so at don't, all. Yeah, I'm, so 100. This is that is not like what I'm what I'm doing here, but there are um, studies, and I'm not even gonna like say stuff. If people want to look into it, they right. can. I know, but it is similar to like what we learned about smoking. And we were like, how did our parents' generation do that? It's because they didn't know. Yeah. So like we didn't know. And there's a lot of stuff that just wasn't put out there because it's a very big industry. But anyway, this (laughs) non-alcoholic beer is called Ted Seegers.
0: Oh, I have heard of that. Okay. Yes. Because I was listening to Armchair yesterday the other day and Monica said, oh, did you have some Ted Seekers? And I was like, I thought Dax didn't drink. Yeah, okay. he's sober.
1: So he came out with this um, non-alcoholic beer with his friend. And um, I want to try it so bad because the marketing that they're doing with it, it just Super looks fun. so hip. It's yeah. like cool. It's vintagey. It's, yeah, so I want to try it.
0: All right. So we're going to do it in the podcast. But first I want to ask you some of your faves. I was thinking about this. Because you tell the story about how, like, when you go on your first run and you're, like, in your nursing bra and you're, like, your shoes have a hole in them and yes. all this. And I'm, like, oh, man, she's probably got some good apparel now.
1: Oh, right. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so now that you've been opened to the world of, like, real good stuff. Right. Um, tell me, like, your favorite shorts, favorite sports bra, all that good stuff.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I know. I know. Well, favorite shorts that I have been taking out of my—is um, it dirty? Is it clean hamper every time lately? Because I've been doing short runs, so I don't need pockets. I go for the Nike Pro, like the spandex shorts. Uh huh. Um, because I don't know, they're just like they—they fit well. They're comfortable. They're simple. They don't have a lot of seams, and they're lightweight. So, um, but if I am wearing shorts for like just everyday kind of athleisure and i like them flowy um the ones that don't ride up my thighs as much are the rei um swiftland running shorts and lululemon track that five inch mid-rise
0: Ooh, see Love. when you're talking about all this i'm like how far
1: is rei from her because everything's online <laughs> oh, okay because i'm like yeah.
0: I. I literally live one mile from here
1: <gasps> no you don't isn't Ugh. that dangerous I think I'm gonna live next to you it's scary like, though for real yeah. like that's
0: not that's not healthy or normal to like I yeah. you know what I mean like it's not that's necessarily hard. a good thing to be able to be like I can just pop in
1: yeah I'll just go by see what see what's on sale one
0: mile are at yeah. Lulu it's all right there and oh, I'm like
1: wow yeah it's yeah scary. that's hard
0: Target you know all the wow. things.
1: Um, It's a dangerous life It is, it is, it's a dangerous life you lead Um, To answer your question about the sports bra Fun fact is I hate every sports bra I have not found one that I'm happy with Mm, That's hard I've tried so many Have you tried the
0: Sunita ones? I keep wanting to buy one of those
1: Oh, well I could I don't know if I tried Sunita I'd have to look up, what's the logo? Because I always forget like I think it's like a sun or something (laughs) Sunita oh it's like a flower
0: yeah and they have like yeah I've heard the I I, I keep getting we're all gonna get advertised for it now like you're it's gonna <laughs> yep. be the next thing that's on your phone when you open Instagram yeah sorry everybody um, yep sorry uh but I yeah I keep wanting to purchase from them but I keep I not might. for some reason
1: yeah I might um their ads have been getting me I, and then what I, do you I,
0: use like nutrition
1: Nutrition, I think I'm going to switch it up. I'm getting like the marathon itch again. Like I do Mm. want to start training. I know I didn't think I would do that so soon. But um, so for the last uh, three marathons, I was using goo um, and liquid IV, like religiously. That's all I did. Um, But now I feel like there's all this other stuff that I'm learning about. Like I feel like everyone uses, is it you can?
0: yes i I don't like the
1: taste of it but yes okay see i I think it's but if you have
0: gi problems i think that's the way to go
1: oh okay um so anyway i think i'm gonna experiment with some other stuff i might just go back to goose i don't know i like the indulgent flavors like because it was like a um a treat
0: (laughs) oh yeah it's like super fun
1: (laughs) right right um and so, and then Liquid IV, I saw they actually came out with a sugar free option. So I think I might try that because sugar is a huge uh, my tummy no likey. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, I'm not, that's not like an expert opinion. Don't listen to what anything I'm saying about no, feeling. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious what you liked. Yeah. So it's, but it's been a while. Like last marathon I ran was Chicago. That was almost a year ago.
0: Have you thought about doing just, like, a normal marathon since yes. we went from one extreme to the next?
1: Yeah, I have thought about that. Um, I do want to, like, redeem myself uh, and do the Philadelphia Marathon because that was originally what I wanted to do. I wanted to do one that I could easily drive to, not have to fly and stay at a hotel. So I would like to do that. Um... Everyone talks about grandma mm-hmm. marathon. Is that how you say it? Grandmas? Yeah, grandmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many. Like, and I'm I can probably only swing one a year. Yeah, even that seems like a lot. But I was doing it for three years. I guess that's all I did. I just like trained and then I recovered and then I started again but um, I want to go into this next one because I feel like I was just surviving all of those Mm -hmm. and lately I've really been working on my run form and uh, flexibility and that's like what I've kind of been doing this year I started doing yoga and so I would like to try and just like do the marathon and feel good not like I'm surviving yes yeah
0: (sighs) Isn't it so frustrating though? I'm like, gosh, if I work up to like, I don't know, say it's 45 miles a week or something. Mm-hmm. I then also need to strength train twice a week. I'd love yes. to do yoga once a week, and right? it's like, this. I'm not a professional athlete, but just like at this age, like I need to do all those other things, yes. and it's
1: it's a full time job. It's crazy, and it's and like, then and then we have kids and and a and a job. It's like well, where do you fit everything in? And then you, if you want to be social, when does that happen? When do you right. see your parents? Like,
0: <laughs> I don't want to be like, um, overly obsessive with it. Like if I train for a marathon, I'd like to just run and then move on with my day. Mm-hmm. But I just know I will get injured if I don't do all these other things.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's and so that, time consuming.
0: It's so, I'm like, cause I just signed up for Boston and I'm like, if you do Boston you need to go to PT every other week. Like, you need right. to just, like, do all the things so that you don't get injured and so that your body's not, like, falling apart. Yeah. But, man, it's a lot of work.
1: It is a lot of work. And, and as someone who runs slow, it's a lot of time. Time. Yes. Like, I mean, hours running on a long run toward the end. So it's like, uh, even a 10 mile run for me takes a very long time. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like, not like I want to meet a time in the marathon, but I would like it. F- I would like for it to be over with sooner.
0: <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. The, the reason is to shorten the amount of time, not to have some accolade.
1: Yes. Yeah. Just like not be out there so long. And, um, I mean, a, a more doable a goal I have recently is I just want to be able to run a 5K a little quickly and very easily. Yeah. And I think that is very doable.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great goal for a lot of people too. Yeah. Like, we don't all have to be marathoners.
1: Right. Right. Let's just like be able to drop into a fun 5K and like yeah. just have a good time.
0: And like chat, but not yeah. be like heavy breathing.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, all right, Aaron, what is something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet?
1: I think professionally, I would love, this is like a big goal, but I would love to design a pair of shorts that does not ride up your thighs mm. that still look cute and that do not have spandex under them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, cause the, and the problem with a lot of spandex shorts for me, unless they are super long, mm-hmm. they yeah, just they ride up in the middle no matter yeah. what. Yeah. The best short, though, r- ride up wise for the Lululemon lines, which aren't even running shorts. Okay, those do the best for me, um, but they don't ride up when I'm sweaty and wet. So, like, you just need oh, to, you know pee what I mean? Yourself a little just bit. Just be yourself a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're totally dry. Like if you're, you know what I mean. If there's no yeah. sweat going on, then they do kind of ride up.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Uh,
0: but but like usually, if you're out running, like you're getting pretty sweaty, so they yeah. Or yeah. the
1: rain too, if it's a yeah. rainy day. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> good to know.
0: Um, who is someone fun, motivating, or inspiring you would like to have coffee tea or cocktail with? Not you a cocktail.
1: Know, um, yeah, <laughs> non alcoholic beer.
0: Tom Seeker.
1: <laughs> right. Um, speaking of which. Totally Dak Shepherd would love that. Um, but also, you know who I really love, and this was before I went on the Today show, is Hoda Copy. Oh, I love Hoda. She is so kind, generous, full of wisdom, and just like like can be vulnerable, you know, and funny. Mm-hmm. I would love to like legit hang out and be friends with Hoda.
0: I don't know if I said this on this podcast or my other podcast, but I've said this before somewhere because she's been brought up. Okay. At some point. I don't know what for, but I, whenever she calls someone honey on Uh the show or like sweetie, I'm always like, I want Hoda to call me sweetie.
1: So that like, that can be kind of, uh, not like depending on who says that. Yeah. It can be oh, right. very condescending, can be condescending or like annoying, but for some reason when she says it, uh, I'm yeah. like, it's so endearing and it's she's endearing. so um, honest with it. Like she genuinely is saying, sweetie, yeah, you know? Right? Yeah. It's not because you're love younger her.
0: or whatever. Yeah. Right. I love that answer. And you got to meet her.
1: I did. And she was just like that in person. Oh my goodness! And Al Roker, I'm a huge Al Roker oh, fan girl, Al. and I got a picture with Al. Oh, yeah. I love
0: Al. <laughs> so if you did, if you do the Tom Seegers with Dax, do you want Kristen or Monica in the Kristen. room?
1: Kristen, I love Monica, but I am a huge fan of Kristen. Okay, so you and want I, Kristen there? Yeah, and I love when Kristen comes on the podcast. Okay, like they're my favorite episodes.
0: Okay, yeah. I want. I think if I had to choose, though, I'd want Monica.
1: Okay. Why is I that? I love Monica.
0: I don't know. I just love her. I just think she's yeah. hilarious, and I love her commentary.
1: Yeah, she is. She is great. But I, if pushed, came to show you
0: go, Kristen. Okay. Yeah.
1: Team Kristen. Um,
0: <laughs> what's the best, most recent book you've read?
1: Um, I'm so bad about knowing titles and authors, but um, I read this one. I was kind of into just like I search out people on social media that are like having a hard time running um the author is brianie gordon um and the book is called eat drink run Mm. eat drink run and um yeah i found it to be relatable um hilarious and chaotic like all the things that i love in a book um it's a memoir yeah i think um and she was also a huge drinker and she actually got sober as well. Oh. Um, but yeah, it, it like talks about how and why she started running and then what happened um, after that.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. is the drinking part of the story?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, what's a nonprofit you like to support?
1: Um, The Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, my dad has Parkinson's. So um, any research that, can go into that. All the money um, goes to the research. So on on that note, I do, when people ask me, I like to say um, that even if you don't have someone in your family with Parkinson's, you can still um, go online if you Google um, like Michael J. Fox Foundation PPMI study. It's just like a questionnaire. The more people that fill it out, the more um, participants they have, Um, the research is more accurate and um, they can track like people over time. So for me, having a direct relative with it, um, I go in and I like update my um, questionnaires and stuff. And it's something that's free and very accessible that people can do to help.
0: Okay. This is maybe a sad question, but does it make you scared?
1: Oh yeah. All the time because um, where my dad's at right now, like he can seem fine. And then all of a sudden he has a really bad fall. Mm-hmm. Like last year he broke his jaw. He yeah. was on a walk and he just like caught momentum and fell. Um, a couple weeks ago, he fractured his nose. He mm-hmm. had to get stitches and like plastic surgery, uh, to fix what happened. So it's kind of one of those things, like, you know, that it's going to get worse, Mm-hmm. And it's like a step down. So they stay consistent and then they go down mm-hmm. and then they'll be at that level and go down. So I feel like I dissociate about it a lot. And because I, if I think about it, it is so depressing. Um, and also to think about it, like from his point of view, cause he was so like, he, he used to run marathons. He would like any activity, like a random volleyball game or whatever, like he would be in it and he just mm. loved being active. So, from his point of view, like, not being able to do simple things, it's, like, it's so sad. How old is he? Um, let's see. He was born in 1950. So, 73. Okay. But he was diagnosed, um, uh, in his 60s. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Um, you know, one hour, one hour and 40 minutes. We've,
1: wow. You know. Wow. I, I know. See, it goes fast.
0: Yeah, I know. It goes by too fast. Yeah. Um. What is your last message to leave with our audience?
1: Um, Last message. I'm really into like my do less era. Mm. Um, And like, and when I say that, I don't mean just be lazy. Although if you, if you're feeling that, just be lazy. Do it. But I feel like we're too hard on ourselves and especially parents or caregivers. It's like, We put so much on our plate and then if we like drop the ball on something, we're so hard on ourselves or we're so hard on like other people around us. But it's like we got to just take a step back, you know, and like if you will look back on your life, well, wouldn't you rather just like be calm and happy and content with like what you can do instead of being always down on yourself? You know, I've been reflecting on that a lot lately. So sometimes i just tell myself do less lower your expectations love it
0: (laughs) i just saw a uh, something on instagram that was like tomorrow is national lay in bed and read books in your pajamas all day i'm down and then it was like i just made that up but spread the word
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) i love it i'll spread that word spread the word yeah um
0: erin azar thank you
1: thank you so much
0: Alright friends, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Erin, for coming on the podcast. You all can learn more about Erin when you go to Mrs. Space Cadet.com. She is I'm Mrs. Space Cadet on Instagram and TikTok. I'm sure many of you are already following her over there. You can find me, I'm Lindsay Hines 626 Thanks for being here. Learn more about this podcast and all the shows in our network at sandyboyproductions.com. Have a great day, friends.